With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, hello, 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 my listening audience. It's your girl, Barbara. And I'm here live on Straight Talk. And it looks like I'm here all by myself tonight. Well. I don't know where the gentlemen are, but I will say this. It is important that first we acknowledge www.t25cl.com. I want you to take a moment and just go and peruse the website, see what you like, download a movie, look at some of our audience, uh, um, some of our uh, cast members, look at some of the talent there, support local artists. And, of course, listen to Galaxy Talk Radio. Anyway, I'm waiting for Rodney Best, and I do see I see the chief is here. Tonight, I'm so excited because we're going to talk about something that I think we all need a little bit of clarity on. And what that is, is we're going to talk about what it means to black out, okay? I think that... uh, we have forgotten about the power of blacking out. So this is what I think is important for us to discuss tonight. Uh, let's see if we've got anybody here with us to get started. Oh, I do see someone. How exciting. Let's see if we can get him on board. So Galaxy Kings, is that you? Hey, I'm in the house. I'm in the house. How's it going, Barbara McGee? Oh, yes. Well, how are you? It's so good to hear your voice. Can you hear me well also? Oh, oh yeah. I can hear you perfectly well. Perfectly well. Oh. How's everything in Tinseltown? Well, you know, we're busy, busy, busy. We just got off set. Uh, we're on a television show that is being broadcast internationally, just like T25CL is being broadcast internationally. We just finished with that. We raced home so we'd be on time for the show. And I see no other gentlemen are here yet. But, you know, the idea for having this show tonight was actually born from the executive producer, Rodney Best, and myself. And what we were interested in talking about was Colin Kaepernick, the NFL, and what does it mean to black out, and why we don't seem as black, and I mean this sincerely, to be able to do this successfully. What is stopping us from being able to do something, let's say, like it was done back in the 50s when there was the uh, bus boycott? Do you, do you remember that, the bus boycott in the South? Mm, yes, I Yep. So it was so funny how it was collective and how everybody got involved. It went on. I guess people really maybe don't know, but that went on for a solid two years. 
And in two years, Mm -hmm. we were able to cripple the local AC transit or whatever they had at the time. They were able to cripple it. And by crippling it, they were able to ride and be respected at the patrons in which they really were. Hey, you know what, Chief? We've got a caller on the line. Let's see who this is. Hey, you're on Straight Talk Live. State your name. Go ahead. Hey, Rodney Best, coming from Oakland, California. Hey, Rodney, how are you? We were waiting for you. We were like, oh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you can't, when, when, you know, it's almost like Disneyland, you know, Andre, when there's a man hey, in the house. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> brother Rodney, you're the best, brother. You're the best. <laughs> you were hey, like, thank you much. A little city, a little silly without Mickey, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, just a joke for our audience out there. Okay, so Rodney, I kind of set it up. We're talking a little bit about um, the NFL, of course. Colin Kaepernick, and what does it mean to black out? So we've got a couple of callers on. Why don't you tell me what does it mean to you to black out from the NFL and to stand with Colin Kaepernick? Well, to stand with the blackout, it's just not Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. To me, I think what they're attempting to do is get people to realize black out the NFL, there is more. There's more to be black out. Example, when they said black out the NFL, everybody's, oh, yeah, black out the NFL, black out the NFL. But it's more than that, people. It's not the fact that Colin got down, kneeled on the ground, and said, and people said, what what, what was he he kneeling on the ground for? And I'm trying to get you to see this. The beginning of what truly happened was we Americans needed to understand that this man was saying to us, we need to begin to black out the NFL, not just football, but there was the commercials. People are saying, well, Rodney, what do you mean, the commercial? Come on, people. Right now there's, there's, there's advertising going on in the NFL, and people are afraid to say, oh, I don't want to be a part of that anymore. They're, they're supporting what Colin is trying to get them to see. Real simple thing is that People in America aren't really seeing the entire picture of the blackout. You can't well, say you, know, you can't you can't say you can't blackout the NFL 
if you don't say, I'm not going to shop for the media advertisers. Ha! I love what you're saying. You know what? We've got a full board right now. Everybody, you're listening to Straight Talk Live. I'm your girl, Barbara. I'm hosting in the penthouse tonight, and the gentlemen are in the room, okay? And we're talking about, on Straight Talk, uh, as, of course, C25CL.com is allowing us to be here, we've got our Galaxy Chief in the house. Uh, Galaxy Chief, what does it mean to you? Yes, ma'am. When it says NFL blackout, and then we're going to take callers, and I see you all there, so just give me one moment. Go ahead, Keith. In two minutes or less, if I can say, please, what does it mean when you hear NFL blackout? Well, my thing with this whole thing is I want to get to the grassroots of why this was happening in the first place. The brother was just making a statement prior to the game about how the police were killing black men and black women across the country. And that story seems to be lost in this whole narrative of things. This is what he was protesting. He wasn't protesting a national anthem or anything like that. He wasn't trying to be unpatriotic or any of that type of crap that they're putting out there on right-wing news. He was just simply trying to bring attention to a national problem because brothers and sisters were dying in the hands of of police. And so he was just trying to bring attention to it because, you know, he's a a personality. He's an entertainer. He's a football player, an athlete. And so now this whole narrative has just kind of changed somewhat. And they're villainizing the brother. And uh, they're, they're making him seem like he's somewhat unpatriotic or so. Now, flash, flash, flash forward now to the boycott. And, you know, the brother has been blackballed by the NFL. That's blatantly obvious. And so us out here, uh, the Joe Q public, what can we do? The best thing that we can do is not support uh, football. It's, it's, um, it's going to be a difficult thing to do, of course. Some people will. Some people won't. And it's just the NFL owners and the commissioner, and all they're looking at right now is their bottom line, and they could care less about black lives and what um, – living and dying on the streets across America. They're just concerned about their bottom line. So if a blackout will help, let's do it. Let's do whatever we got to do. And I encourage it. Do whatever it needs to be said. Wear T-shirts with it. It's it's the owners. That's the real problem here in the NFL. But it still boils down. Don't let that be lost in the whole narrative. It's black men, black women dying in the hands of the police across the country. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's very interesting. We've got callers on the line. We're going to take these callers right now. Hey, let's go to New Jersey and uh, see what's up on the East Coast, see how they do. Uh, Yes, hey, you're live on Straight Talk, and uh, you want to tell me what do you think, state your name, and tell us a little bit about what you think it means when we say we are blacking out the NFL and we know it's the rounding, Colin Kaepernick taking a stand of <clears throat> lives that were lost 
uh, to the police brutality in America. Go ahead. You're on. Hello. Uh, my name is Daryl Thornton. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. You're breaking up just a little bit. Come in a little clearer. But, yes, how, hello and welcome, Daryl. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be on your show, Barbara. Um, yeah. Yeah, just like to say that, uh, yeah, just as uh, Brother Andre just put it, you know, the narrative here is the killing of black women and black black men at the hands of police. Um, this is something that's just got to stop. I'm sorry? Something that just has to stop. Um, I feel that the young man is, is, is bringing attention to this and su- is supporting our concern about black people getting killed. And I just want to make this very short and quick. And I just want to say that uh, I think the blackout is a good thing because it shows that we are supporting this particular narrative as well. Now, I've heard from many different sources that, um, you know, we should not do this. I mean, we're so in love with football. Listen, are we more in love with football than we are in love with our black people? Are we more in love with football than than we're more in love with our black wives, our black husbands, our black young people? These are the people that's getting killed. Hey, Roddy. I know you can appreciate this because I know you love football, man. Um, so it, 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 it's it's really um, fantastic that you're on and supporting this because nothing nothing should be more important than our, our, our families and our black young people that are getting killed. Hey, thank you much. Thank you much. You know, that's, that's the thing that's so hard for people in America – is to grasp the meaning of what we're talking about with blackout. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's so funny that Americans can't put their hand on the fact that Kaepernick is not the topic. The topic right. is we're trying to identify the fact that Americans are being taken off of this earth. Yes, and, yes. You know, and, 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 and we're looking at Americans losing their lives, and people are saying, "Oh no, you you can't, you can't do no. Look at look at you, you can't." So wait a minute, hold it. Kaepernick is just saying, "I'm gonna kneel down." What's mm-hmm. wrong? What's wrong? Hey, Barbara. I, I mean, I'll put this on the table. What's wrong with Kaepernick? kneeling down in the national anthem is still being played. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Now, you know, we have another caller. Let's take this caller coming from California, our caller. Hey, you're on Straight Talk Live, and uh, I'm your girl, Barbara. We're talking about blacking out. Uh, state your name and let us know how you feel about blacking out. Well, I tell you what I feel about blacking out is coming awake after you black out. That's what I feel about it. Are we gonna come awake after the black? I like that. Are we gonna make some type of move after the blackout? You see, when you have hundreds of people who have purchased 
their tickets last year for twelve hundred, eighteen hundred, three thousand, or four thousand dollars, or whatever it is. They don't care what Kaepernick or anybody else does. All they want to do is see the game because they're not going to get their money back. Listen to me. They're not going to get their money back if they black out. So listen to to what I'm saying. Don't break in on me, host. I had to come up there and get you. Okay? So what happens is this. I believe that Kaepernick did a great thing. I think he did. He made many people aware of certain circumstances that they just didn't pay any attention to, but it's been going on all the time. Remember Hines at the uh, and his and his uh, cold runners at the Olympics. They stood up with a black glove on their hands, and they admitted to the world that blacks were being treated wrong in the United States of America, and they took their Olympic uh, medals away from it. And as I talked to Mr. Hines uh, here in California. He was glad he did it, and, uh, he, you know, he said that there is injustice. He still <coughs> says that there are injustice in America. So with the 49ers and with the money that's involved in it, with the 49ers, the fans don't care about a blackout. If they did, people, loving people, they wouldn't even show up at the game. But they're going to do that because we're talking about capital here. Now, one gentleman on that, good evening, both of you gentlemen, you're all beautiful. I love what you said. But one thing that could happen, take the main company that is financing the 49ers on the air with commercials and black them out. You'll see some changes. Can I just say one thing? Let me interject the point here. Um, This is Daryl from New Jersey. I, I can appreciate what you're saying because you're, you're right. See, people pay attention to money, you know. Right. I mean, it, it's unfortunate, but, you know, that's what capitalism, that's what this whole, not only country, but world is built on. Um, so money, like like you were get, getting into uh, blacking out the commercials, and it's going to uh, lessen the money for the owners, okay? But do you know how many black people attend these games? you know how many black people buy these tickets? So if we can black out the, 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 the brothers and sisters from not only viewing the game on TV, but viewing the game and purchasing these tickets, as well as the, uh, your idea um, as blacking out the commercials, then people will start paying attention. Because you said that, you know, uh, um, no one's paying attention. Well, now my question to you is, uh, and I think you uh, already answered it partly, what do you think is going to make these people uh, uh, people start paying attention? It's it, it's alleviating, if not, well, it's not going to terminate it, but it, it's just lessening the money that's going into this particular game that the owners are receiving. Because if the owners are not receiving all of this money, and believe me, if we do it if we do it right, they're not going to receive all this money, and they can't play pay the players. Uh, so okay. you know that, that's my that's my idea of it. Okay, so hold on one second, everybody. You're listening to Straight Talk Live. We've got another caller here. Now, I'm going to unmute this caller. We're going to leave our comments to two minutes. And I really wanted to stress this. Now, we're talking about blacking out and the Colin Kaepernick taking a knee issue. 
But remember, I mean, we're talking about blacking out a commercial, picking a product, and then being blacking, blacking out on that. But what I understand as a novice with football, and I'm going to address this to you, caller. I'm blinking you right now. Okay. What I'd like to know is I thought we were blacking out to get Colin Kaepernick signed. I thought that was the result we wanted. I'm going to take that caller now. Caller, state your name, and let us know. What is the resolve that we're looking for when we black out? Hello, my name is Brian Carter, and uh, hi, Barbara, how are you, and everybody else? And Hello, along with Daryl, uh, along with Daryl, one of the new hosts of hi. uh In This Place, which is going to be start airing on Saturday, and uh, we're happy to uh, be involved in your family, and we're happy to join your family. But my opinion about all this is, this started this started halfway through the season last year, and just this year, I mean, I, I saw a video with some pastors who were talking about blacking out the football games and staying away from the football games. That's not going to get his job back. Uh, right now, the, the problem the problem is he brought this he brought this. <clears throat> Black on this black on well the, the crime that the, the police officers are doing against our black youth. He brought that to light by kneeling down, but nothing was done when he started doing this. Now that they haven't given him a job this year, they decided to black out football. I mean, my my thing is my thing is um, why did it take so long? Why didn't they black out? the football games that were left last year when he started kneeling down. Well, you know what? I think that's a valid point. What I you know, I think we really have to come to a realization, Andre, that, you know, we live in a society where, I mean, just put this up, and somebody's got a mute phone that the dog is barking. Um, this, that when you watch someone a parent being pulled over by the police, and in that pull, in that pulling over of the police, it's that that you can watch on Facebook with your children, the police shoot someone and shoot them to death, and then we, as a people, are not outraged about that. I mean, we are in our soul mm-hmm. spirit, but we are not outraged enough. To walk out into the street and stop. So that tells us that we have desensitized ourselves <clears throat> to the injustices that are happening to us. And there are but you, some of us. You know what? You know what we do, Barbara. You know what we do. We go into our communities. We loot. We burn down stuff instead of instead of instead of um, boycotting boycotting some of the Caucasian establishments within our community that are supporting the police, we go in and burn them down. And, and now we have nowhere to shop. Well, well, well. you know what? I, I, I'm sorry about that, but I really don't care about burning down. I, I, and I'm fine. <clears throat> but let me just say that I'm from Oakland, California, and I have seen what happens when we protest. And uh, um, Andre, you know we've had, and Rodney, you know we have had a guest on that has told us about, from Berkeley Cop Watch, that has told us about how the protest gets infiltrated 
by these other people who then burn, loot, and pillage. They don't care. They're just out there in the crowd with an agenda. And then oh, okay. Time, they get up in front. They get up They get up in front of the crowd. They have a, a <coughs> now, mind you, we're still walking, marching peaceably, and then they are attacked by the police, and then they end up getting millions of dollars. And mm-hmm. they take that millions of dollars and they fund their anti. Uh, 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 their anti-fascist uh, uh, movement or whatever it is, but they came to be a part of us anyway. They're an unidentified group that is among the group that is protesting. And this is what happens, Andre, when we allow ourselves to let everybody be part of our movement. Can I, can we, I, take can the route, we take the route for that. And let me tell you something. When we're in, our, in, in, in my neighborhood where I was living in Oakland, we didn't own any of that property, so we were shopping. Right, right. We were shopping right. the, the Iraqis, the Iranians, and they had guns on us. If you steal a pint of uh, Old English or, or or some cigarettes or a can of tuna fish, shoot uh, you. They they might shoot you. So you know mm-hmm. I'm not worried about anybody's stuff that burns up because I'm saying they're in Stewart. Okay, I want to go to Rodney. Rodney, what do you think about that? Well, you know the the the. To hit the nail right on the head, you, it's the fact that the commercials, the advertisers, are getting away with pure pea blood. What I mean, Captain, he's doing things to bring attention to what he believes can help save lives, but. The NFL has said the 15% of people that's there, they're, they're saying, I don't care, I don't care what you do. You could, you could burn, you could burn down, tear down, rape down, throw down, but we're not going to acknowledge. And I'm, I'm like saying, Americans, what did, what did Kaepernick do to you to make you feel he hates? America, he's saying this is something we need to address, and people aren't listening to what the man said. They're listening to the media and the and the uh, the, the, the people out here trying to get this thing up off the ground. And and and, and uh, you know, it, it really it, they're not trying to get it off the ground, America, because it's up it's up off of the ground. You pay for a season uh, season ticket. Last year, and if you didn't want to black out, hey, you know, you you go on to the game. But if you want to black out, you ask for your money back. But the question, Barbara, that's coming to the table now is will Americans step up and support the effort of the fact that kids are getting shot in the street without guns? People are getting shot in the street without guns. That's 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 what this is about. This isn't this is about just one man saying, "Hey, you know, a national anthem. I'm going to kneel down on my knee." It's about people getting taken, their lives getting taken, and it's it's very serious, and it's getting very, and it's it's getting big. People are starting. To well, well, about, here's what I here's my problem, 
And I want to go to Daryl. Uh, Daryl, you know, here's my issue. Okay, Brian, I want you to understand something very important. There are people who are picked up their season tickets. There are people who are black, such as Rodney, who is a Raider fan, but has decided that I'm not going to take my family. I'm going to give up my license for my season ticket because I'm blacking out. And not only that, but I don't. I disagree with the entire model of NFL because you've got all white owners, and it's seventy-five percent black, and you've got people who are telling other people that it's not important for you to stand up and unify <coughs> or make a political statement on the field when being black in America is political. Daryl, what do you think about that? Yeah. Well, you know, it's definitely political, and, and, and I concur with what Rodney said. Let's not lose track of why Kaepernick is doing this. Um, it's because of the killing of our young people and our young adults and our youth. Okay, that's what we need. We need to stay focused on that. So how is it going to stop? How is this, uh, this act uh, of Kaepernick going to help? Well, I'm going to tell you how it's going to help. And I'm going to go back to capitalism. I'm going to go back to uh, monies that will be lost. If the powers to be lose enough money uh, because of this blackout, they're going to start putting pressure on the politicians. Uh, politicians, as we said, it's all political. And if the politicians, the politicians have to get involved because if you go directly to the police departments, Half of the police departments are just as racist as the other half of the police departments. When the politicians get involved and start changing the uh, the, the subculture of the uh, uh, of the political field within those particular communities, then you'll see some change. But it always starts with um, with capitalism, with, with with the losing of funds and monies. And that's how I feel about it. Because besides All that, right. you're going to have the Ku Klux Klan and anybody else is going to stay involved. Okay. I want to go to uh, Andre. So, Andre, so what do you feel about uh, the fact that we're blacking out? I know I'm blacking out. I watch football all the time. I'm blacking out. Rodney's blacking out. We're all blacking out, right? So what about mm-hmm. people who now that we blacked out, the tickets are fifty dollars, and they couldn't afford the tickets when the tickets were three fifty because that's what we was paying. But now the tickets are fifty dollars, and they running in there like cockroaches. What do you say about mm-hmm. that? Wow. Well, here, here's my thing too. Uh, when you get going back to marches, I, I'm against marches because what happens is. Now we get on the, into the media and into the news in a negative light. Then you're going to have outside infiltrators coming in, breaking windows and looting and stuff. And then it gets blamed on the good people who wanted to do a march. Now, if you want to march somewhere, and when it comes down to something like this, wait until the football game and go out there and march around the stadium. And, 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 and so now you'll get, you want the media on you when you have the most advantageous time. And if, if you really want to go to a game and make a statement, go in there. You don't have people 
carry posters and stuff around in the game where they want to <laughs> say something about their team. Take the posters inside the game. And, and this is how you're going to affect the owners because the owners do not want a negative light shed on their teams. Football mm-hmm. owners, all they know that they have 10 games a year that they make money on with the exception of if they go to the playoffs. And so they want to, all they're looking at is their bottom line. But if you start hitting their bottom line, then right. you will get their attention. And right. it's just like the events that happened a few weeks ago in Virginia. Those were mainly white people that were out there protesting. If that was like 90% black folks out there in the street, they would have been mowed down by the police and the Klan. You would have seen the police jumping on the side of the Klan killing people. So if you're going to do this, you have to do it in a very strategic way where it affects them, which is money. When you right. start attacking their money, you got their attention. They could care less if 10,000 brothers were killed a day. They could care less about that unless they were mm-hmm. season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. But when you start affecting their money, you got their attention. So you have to do that in a very strategic type way just the same way how they've taken back the cities across the country. They did that so quietly, but so effectively, but they did it with economics. And this is how we have to learn how to do things is with economics. The blackout does do that to a certain degree. When they don't get those hits over the television, they're going to recognize it. And so you just got to be smart about it. I want to go to Bob. We've got a lot of noise. Everybody, you're listening to Stray Talk Live. I'm your girl, Barbara, and we also have Rodney Guest, who's better than the rest. And he's here. We're talking about the NFL, Colin Kaepernick, and what it means to black out. I want to go to you, Pastor Bob. Pastor Bob, now, so you had the feeling, and we've heard your opinions before, about what it is to not spend money. And so what do you think, how do you think we really get the attention? Because I know you're an avid person. So, so what can we do Well, I've been a 49er fan. I was a 49er fan up until D. Bartolo's nephew took control. And when they could, took control, he just wasn't a guy owner. Like I cared for like Marbido and some of the other guys since I've been with the Forty Niners since they first got into the NFL, and so that tells you how old I am. Uh, but I think that everything that everyone is saying is valid, but the issue is, can you get the people to conform to some of it? Uh, I was just watching on the on the uh, on the internet where people were being asked about going to the football game because of the blackout. And a whole bunch of the people were saying in their writing that uh, they're going to the game because they spent their money. And some of the people were saying that uh, uh, many of them were saying that if, if uh, the NFL would start streaming the game online for $5, they sure would be watching the game. So, see, we got – we got a lot of things out there that's happening 
with many different people. You see what I mean? So if, again, we can attack by attacking the sponsors, uh, the sponsors, the people who selling the cars, uh, McDonald's or whoever it is selling the, the McDonald's. If you if you attack McDonald's and stayed away from the stores, USY, and if they're one of the sponsors, watch the NFL start acting. If you attack mm-hmm. uh, some of the other people out there that's doing all the paying all the millions and billions of dollars to them, watch NFL start acting. And no matter what we say tonight, if in fact we can't have a movement like that, they're gonna go on and do what they want to do. Like they've been. Right. I mean, it's a it's a trillion dollar business. Okay. They don't right. care what you think or what I think. Their issue is the they're getting backed up and they got some of them got sold out ticket sale and this is their thing. But you you wanna hit sure you can you can march in front of the stadiums if you could get it nationwide, but you gotta keep them them radicals out wearing them masks. You gotta keep them away well, from that too. But I want to go to Brian. Thank you, Pastor Bob. I, I, you know, it's very difficult to keep people out when we use their media source to commit, put a call to action. So that's the bottom line is we have to get our own streaming source. So we don't have, when we put a call to action down, they're not involved in it. Just like when the KKK showed up over there at University of Virginia, we were not involved in understanding when they showed up here in Huntington Beach. Uh, when they showed up in Berkeley, you know, I mean, the only way we really knew was because somebody asked for a permit. Uh, Brian, tell us your thoughts. What about, and Brian, are you there, Brian? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I want to I wanna, I wanna open up, I don't want to open the floor up. We've still, we've still got some noise. Okay. I want to open the floor up, Brian, and I want to talk to you about this. Now, you know what happened in the University of Virginia, correct? Correct. All right. So, was any, gentlemen, did anybody get a chance to see the HBO special? There was an HBO special that was being filmed at the same time with a little blonde girl who kind of uh, followed the KKK all the way from Friday night through Sunday. Uh, did anybody see that at all, or do you see snippets of it maybe? No, I missed that. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, it was on Facebook, these snippets of interviews of the gentleman with the beard and another clean-faced gentleman. They were the organizers. Well, I, I thought it was really interesting to know. And Andre, who's made a movie, you already know Andre, but it's almost impossible for uh, uh, you to be in a on a college campus with so many moving pieces and be able to get the exact footage of the car careening down the street at the exact time that it hit the young lady and injured those people that were marching. Now, I think it's feasible to say that when they showed up, when the case, we're just talking about planning, execution, marching, should we march, should we not march. When the KKK showed up in Virginia, they had a permit, but no one that was there, was organized 
in, rebu- in rebuttal of them. Those were just people that said, uh-uh, I can't believe that. And then they immediately showed up, streamed into the streets to combat that pressure. My point is, if, don't you think it's interesting that the HBO people would be able to get that kind of footage? I mean, don't you think it's interesting that they would be able to ride with David Duke and get that footage, talk to him, talk to the organizers, and then come over and get this car that drove down the street and killed a girl? So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, is that a lot of this is being orchestrated. And I think that we have great thinkers and great minds, and I think blacking out on McDonald's, which we are, nobody on this phone in this call goes to McDonald's. So since none of us go to McDonald's, blacking out McDonald's is not going to do any good. We have got to figure out something much more strategic than that. Tell me, Brian, hmm. what's your thoughts on that? I want to, I want know, to talk to everyone about it. And, you know, that's, that's what I meant when I, when I was talking about burning down our own cities and, and burning down our own stores. If we take it upon ourselves as black people to say, okay, we're going to – This week, we're going to boycott Walmart. This week, we're going to boycott whatever food chain you have. We have ShopRite here in New Jersey. This week, we're going to boycott um, whatever sneaker store you go to. You know what I'm saying? If we take it upon ourselves to boycott, you know, we have have, um, purchasing power throughout this country, which we don't realize, and we we don't utilize the assets that we have. Let's just stop doing it. How many pairs of sneakers do you need? I mean, if you look in your closet, if you look in your pantry, you have enough food to feed your family for at least a week or two. You don't have to go to the store and buy something every day. If you if you take it upon ourselves to boycott these places, it would draw attention to the cause. Hmm. I like that. Rodney, what do you think about that? Give us some highlights on your thoughts. And everybody, you're listening to T25CL.com. Check us out. Patronize. Purchase a movie. Please patronize uh, patronize some of our artists. Check it out. Rodney, go ahead. What what, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, Barbara, the, the the whole purpose of us speaking about blackout, the NFL, was to get the message on the table of what we're trying to say. Now, right now, Brian, <laughs> Brian is doing exactly what the next move is to get people to understand we are not Colin Kaepernick. It's not us. The media is using Colin Kaepernick to make the money. If we if, 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 if we started asking the owners, the little 15%, would say to the owners, hey, you know what? If if you're going to take this man's job, tell me why. What did he do that he could, that could cost his job? Wait a minute, hold it. He knelt down on a knee during the national anthem. Wait a minute, hold it. You kneel down and pray. You kneel down and propose for marriage. You kneel down and ask somebody, hey, you help me out like this. But, but the advertisers 
Barbara, you pulled the plug. When they can get a heading, knowing what the media is going to show to the American folks, the advertiser is in there writing a check and say, yeah, put me on. That's why I said earlier, when we were talking off, off the air, Colin Kaepernick, every time they put his face on the screen and then the commercial that comes on behind that, he should say, hey, I'm going to charge you 15% of that. So now how do we get people to get into that media? That's how we're going to stop this. How do we get people to say, hey, you know what? I think these people here have something. We've got to figure out not how to get in, but just do it, baby. I see. Well, we thank you for that. Hey, Brian, take this moment and tell us a little bit about this new radio show that you have that's actually happening uh, coming live from the East Coast uh, Saturday at, uh, is it 1 o'clock, sir? No, it's 4 o'clock Eastern Time. Ah, so it's 1 o'clock in the town. Is that right? That, that's <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah. And what okay. we're doing is, what we're doing is, we're focus, focusing our, our, our program on the youth and their issues. And because, you know, as one of my, as one of my co-hosts said, the youth are now. The youth are not the future. The youth are now. And if we can get to the youth and get them to understand the power that they have within themselves, uh, a lot of these things that, that, we, that we are going through now might be changed them because they have the power to do whatever they want to do. <laughs> so we're, we're trying our best to, to get the youth on. As a matter of fact, our first guest is going to be one uh, a young man who was incarcerated as youth. He was also in uh, the Crips gang out in California as a youth, and now he has turned his life around. He's helping the youth to stay away from the life that he used to lead, and so we want to talk to him and see what his thoughts are and how he changed his life. And uh, in the future, we're going to have programs dealing with um, cyberbullying. And, you know, the thing is, we want the youth We want the youth to talk. The youth don't talk and tell us what they want to know, I mean, what they're thinking. So we want to know what the youth are thinking. All right. Well, that's beautiful. We're going to support you right here on T25CL. You heard it first. Uh, it's going to be Saturday. At 1 o'clock for us West Coasters and for East Coast, 4 o'clock. So tune in. And uh, I want to go back to um, Rodney. So, Rod, oh, 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 Pastor Bob, you still there? I'm still here. Okay, <laughs> so I want you to know this. Colin Kaepernick, uh, your ex 49er quarterback, said, I wish they treated police brutality in America like they are treating me. Stand up to be against it. That is actually what he said. So what does that say to you? How do you feel about that? What What are your real thoughts about where he is? Do you think he should have done it? Do you think he should have talked about it later? Do you think he should have brought it to the football field? What do you think about that now that he's not on your favorite team? Well, I, I put it this way. I like what he did. I mean, he stood up for what he believed. Right. And more people need to stand up for what they believe, and maybe we would accomplish something. So as far as him kneeling down, doing whatever it took 
he did something that a lot of people would not do who are in the public's eye worldwide. He showed that he was against the atrocious things that was happening in America to black people, U.S. wide, by by doing uh, what he did, by kneeling. And he did this before millions of people, not just somebody on the corner, uh, maybe somebody at a church house, uh, the movie show. Millions of people saw him. So it has affected millions of people because I've heard some of them now, I get some of the movie stars and stuff, and some of the other people, they're in his favor. I just saw another a uh, few more football stars on the teams who did the same thing. They now have nil. Not only for the things that are happening in America, but what happened to Kaepernick. And guess what those owners said? Those owners said, and I quote, uh, he has a right to do what he wants to. He's an American citizen, and all I want him to do is go out there and play the game uh, when the referee blow the whistle. All of this wouldn't have happened to him if the owners of the 49ers had done the same thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would agree. So I want to ask the question. I want to just know, how many sing the national anthem anyway? Stand up, take off your hat, or say the Pledge of Allegiance? How how many of you? uh, Andre, do you pledge the allegiance to the flag and sing? the national anthem and stand up when it's being played? Do you do that? Absolutely not. <laughs> no way. No way. Uh, no, no. Do you do that? Rodney? Uh, you know, I stood up I stood up for the for the national anthem. I guess I did. I'm not I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna you know say I didn't I did stand up, and uh, today, if I was in there, I probably would have a, a, a real hard challenge standing up for, for the anthem and the fact that what's going on. Okay. I'd like to go to uh, our East Coast family. Uh, Brian, do, 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 you, do you stand up and do you put your hand over your heart and say the Pledge of Allegiance, and do you sing along with the national anthem? Actually, I do stand up and uh, I do put my hand, over, my hat over my heart because being ex-military, that's what we were taught to do. As a matter of fact, I was just at a football game this past weekend um, in Pennsylvania, and I was definitely in 45 country. I'll tell you, if you saw all these stickers on all the cars riding around, everybody was a 45 supporter. But anyway, I, I saw a lot of Caucasian people sitting down with their hats on during the playing of the, the national anthem. So, you know, but nobody, but nobody shows this, and, and nobody brings this to anyone's attention that they don't respect it from what they want to, from what they want to say, they don't respect their own national anthem. All right. I'd like to ask you, Bob. And Barbara, one one quick note. One quick note. Yes. We we are not frowning on America. So until until we drop this 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 whole thing of it being against the flag and go back to 
losing their lives. Americans yes. are losing their lives. That's correct. We're going to lose the battle. The battle That's is correct. saying, hey, Americans, there are people that are walking the streets and they're not getting home. There are people that walk in the streets and they're not even seeing that's coming what's coming behind them. So that's what the point. That's the point. That's the point. That's not the fact that we hate the flag. We hate what's going on with these men that are killing people. Absolutely, that's correct. I would go with that. Now, Bob, uh, Pastor Bob, I'd like to ask you: uh, Do you salute the flag? Uh, do you stand up? Do you take your hat off? And do you sing the national anthem? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I am a, I am a war veteran, and we were taught, just like the other gentleman said, to respect and salute the flag of the United States. But then as things began to progress, and the way I see I was treated when I got back from the war, I was treated like a dog. Matter of fact, matter of fact, the night I arrived, from over in the Korean area to San Francisco to see my friend who I went in with, I was arrested and put in jail in uniform the very night I got off the airplane because they said I was making noise at the party, and I informed them what party. I just got here. They just took me, handcuffed me, and took me to jail, and I had to bail myself out. After that, I looked at the police departments as being the policy people, as I studied. And policy people are the people who take care of the aristocrats in your society and look out for their policies. So if I feel the stand, I might stand. If I don't feel the stand... Don't jump on me because I went to fight for America, and I have a right to stand and put my hand on my heart or not. So don't mess with me. So that's the way I feel about it right now. Well, you know, it's a very interesting thing. When I was brought up, uh, everybody stood. I mean, that was like customary. It was almost like a, not necessarily a cultural thing, but an etiquette thing. It was an etiquette uh, uh you know, you appear to be ignorant or uh, not necessarily not patriotic, but you in the, you were um, ostracized if you didn't conform. So I think I decided a while back, why should I stand for that? I, I, I'm not benefiting from that. And why should I pledge for that when I'm not going to fight for that? So that's kind of where we're at. You know, we have so many people here in America that make of the constituent body that are losing uh, their financial battle, their American dream, uh, their right to own property and exercise their freedom. And so you have a great section of people that are now being slapped in the face by 45 and by the policies and by looking at pictures of the White House and all their staff and not seeing one black face. I mean, I'm not talking about uh, three or four or, you know, a sprinkle. I mean, there's not one, <laughs> you know. So we, we don't have a voice in this scenario, and we now are seeing that it could be any of us that 
are treated in this manner by the police, and any of us could lose our lives in a 30-second encounter with law enforcement. And remember, we pay taxes, we're gainfully employed, we pay property tax for the police to protect us. So there is a big disconnect in why I would feel patriotic enough to participate in that manner. Um, Andre, I want to ask you a question. We've got a few minutes left, gentlemen. Andre, so in thinking about all of this and the politicalness of where how we're living now as black people, how we're seeing things repeated, uh, what do you think the future and how can T25CL play a role, a pivotal role in allowing others around the world, around the globe, to understand the injustices that we're facing in America? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to also want to reflect on something you said earlier when you said that phrase about when you were coming up, you were taught. All of us were mistaught coming up. We were mistaught by all kinds of uh, celebrations and rituals and stuff that we all participated in. I did it, you did it, Pastor Bob did it, the brothers on the East Coast did it, Rodney did it, and now we find out that these things are farce, the, the, the various holidays, and, you know, and just like we were all brought up eating chitlins and hog hogs and pig feet that we learned later, you know, that that was the food that the slaves were forced to eat. And it's not necessarily healthy for us to eat those sort of things these days. So we cut those things out of our diet. And so, yes, we were taught that. We were taught, yeah, put right. your hand over your heart and pledge allegiance to your, right. to the flag. But I believe somewhere in Scripture that says you pledge allegiance to no nation. And, 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 and so, my sister, we here at T25CL, as a matter of fact, uh, Dick Gregory wrote a book. It's in my library here. Uh, called No More Lies, and and just about everything that we were taught here, and that includes not only black folks but white folks as as well, because the, the the ruling factors they did not discriminate when it came down to the dumbing down of America. They wanted everybody Absolutely. stupid. You know, they, they wasn't just stupid enough black folks. They had to stupid down their their own kind, and yes, and, and so. It, it is our job here at T25CL Entertainment Galaxy Talk Radio is to check out the things in the media, but we must ascertain truth from falsehood. And we have to study this stuff, and then when we come on the airwaves, you know, we can report what they're saying, but we can also clear some things up as well as it is being depicted. And so keep your eyes open what's happening on the news. There's a lot of stuff that's happening, especially have you guys ever seen such crap that's going on in the, in the political structures, in the history of your lives right now? Never. Uh, this president that's in right Never. now, he's been doing what, eight months, and everything is about race, 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 race. And now they're, they're talking about shipping all the Mexicans uh, out of here. And once yep. they do that, they told me, yeah, we're going to six months, they're going to start shipping them out of here. They get them out. And then next thing you know, watch, they're going to start fooling around since they got control of the Senate. They got control of the House. They got control of the Supreme Court. They got control of everything. So what's stopping them from, from dumping the 13th Amendment when, when, those, when those cabbages and collard greens and tomatoes start getting right next year and there's no Mexicans to pick them? Who's going to pick them? 
he was told that either he learned Spanish or he was a safety hazard on the job. Now, when the Mexicans get in control of the job, they do not hire you. They do not hire me. They hire more Mexicans. So that's the problem that we have. Same with the Chinese that work retail and do the janitorial services over in San Francisco. They are now in the union. And if you don't speak Mandarin, you will not be hired. So that is the problem that we're having. That's a sincere problem that has to be fixed. Right now, can I say something? Go ahead. Uh, First of all, I I listen to you talk on a lot of things, some things I don't agree with, but I won't jump on you about it. But I agree with you totally on this, and you're talking to a person right here who had to feed his family, all of my kids. I still have a card for the laborers' union. And the person in Walnut Creek who had this major company, construction company, uh, told me that I was going to be able to stay on the job. He liked the way I worked. And on one, uh, I believe it was a Wednesday or Thursday, a truck pulled up on the job. I was working on the Richmond Freeway, and a truck pulled up on the job. No, I was working in Hercules building uh, rabbit farms. That's what I was doing. And let out a whole truckload of Mexicans. And when I got my paycheck Friday, they told me I no longer had a job. And the foreman that was over there on the other side of the job from where I was working at, he was a Mexican, and we found out some of those people came from Mexico were his relatives. Come Monday morning, this this union in Walnut Creek out there, a construction company, paid all of their union dues. And I had to pay my own union dues, and I attended uh, almost a year of a labor camp where I learned how to use all the equipment that you use working in construction. I was also laid off in San Francisco at a Marriott hotel when the hotel owner was white, told the Mexican lady who was a supervisor that he had to go out of town and please, Do not hire anyone that cannot speak English. And what she did was fired all of us and hired a bunch of people that didn't speak English. So we got to think about what is happening. I don't. I want to see anybody that that's around feed their children and have a a roof over their head. But don't come in and take the roof off of my head and where I can't feed my children. I pick cotton. I pick strawberries. I, I shook peanuts out in the field and got nasty and dirty, with, and that's a terrible job, peanut picking. I did walnuts and pecans in the bottom. Come on. I did watermelons and lumped them. Black folks will work. What are they talking about? These exactly. kids that don't have jobs in Oakland. I took a bunch of kids one time up in the mountains and cooked for them, and guess what they did? They went up there on the farms, and all these black kids worked. And I was the cook. So don't tell me what black folks won't do. They'll go make the money. But the and idea is say, you got right. to get and them and say, take them. And That's it. I know else, about Andre. that stuff. And let me tell you something else, Andre. Trust me on this. Them fields ain't going to lay out like that because the next thing they'll be doing is putting the prisoners out there. Okay? So That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry about finding who's going to pick the strawberries. It's going to be somebody to pick them. 
<laughs> that ain't the issue. Hey, we got a call. Crip, crip, crips and bloods in the crops. <laughs> they did it before. You're on straight talk. State your name. Did you have a question or a comment? Well, don't forget this, that the way your union started, your union started back there in the New York area because prisoners were doing all of the work on the freeways, and the construction companies were getting rich with them. And that's how your union first started, was back east. Exactly. So, you know, I'm a union person. I believe in unions. But what I don't believe in is when the union works against us as people of color. Now, that is what we've been boxed out of. We've been boxed out, and we don't seem to understand that, and we allow other people to put their agenda with ours from the homosexual all the way to the transgender, all the way to the Mexican agenda, all the way to the Chinese agenda. Everybody got an agenda, but nobody has suffered like we have suffered. And so, therefore, our agenda has to maintain its separateness, and it's directly involved with uh, understanding that we need reparations. And the reparations still stand. That's nobody else. I guarantee you the minute that we get reparations, everybody else is going to show up. Well, we need this because look at us and because look at us and because look at us because they all stand on our civil rights case. I agree with you on that. You're right. Let me share this with you. The point of blackout and Kaepernick is everything that was just said that can occur as we go forward. But the bottom line, the bottom line is they chose to take a person's employment because that person made a statement That person made a choice. If these men, 32 of them, who have no minority in in that group, can stand forward and say, I am changing what you think you can do. If we allow that to occur as American people, we're going to see kids dying quicker than we've ever seen people die in the continent of America. So, people, I'm going to leave you with this. Take a note. If we allow 32 men to say, you do not matter to us, if we allow 32 men to say, we can do and move and go anywhere we want to, If we allow 32 men to say, I don't care about minorities, I'm still going to make my money. If we allow that to occur, you won't let your child go outside when the sun go down. And with that, I'm telling you, if we don't stop the media, we're going to see our kids afraid to go in the street, whether they're black, brown, colored, Negro. Absolutely. Rodney, I'm with you. Hey, everybody, our time's up. (laughs) That's the way it always is. It's always time's up when it just gets rolling good. Andre, 
do we have any new things in two minutes or less with Teacher 5CL that we need to uh, uh, advance forward? Well, a lot of things that happen in this world, some things you can see and some things that you don't see, but there's a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes that are being Yay. calculated very carefully. And these people do have a plan, a very yeah. diabolical plan. And Trump is yeah. not in there for He just didn't get put there for, uh, you know, because <laughs> to make America great again. He is there for a specific reason. He has a specific assignment to do, and then he will be removed from that office. But they needed somebody like him to pull this thing off. No politician could do it. He was the perfect person or at the right time to do what they needed done, and this is what's happening. And and a lot of stuff that's going on, actually, from North Korea to all these other things with race and racism in this country is a distraction from the overall reality of the real deal plan. That's right. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, Pastor Bob, how's everything going on in your neighborhood? Did you have anything you want to say in a minute or less? We're about to sign off now. So tell us your thoughts, minute or less. Yeah, everything is uh, going pretty good uh, in my neighborhood. My daughter is, uh, I have to say this, my daughter just released her new, uh, her new uh, DVD album, and it's going, it's going very good. And she, uh, I think she just got her first check uh, from her, uh, I don't know if it was YouTube or one of them, sent her her first check for uh having the music on the air. So she's appearing wow. a lot of times. Yeah, she, she, she's appearing a lot of times this month, and uh, which she's appearing right now tonight because they're raising funds tonight for the uh, storms that happen in Texas. So she's Wonderful. one of the leaders. She's one of the leaders in raising that money. So if anybody out there needs some good acts and stuff, uh, call me or see uh, Sister Barbara right here and uh, hook these kids up because they're all working and this shows you what America could be like. Although they had a big storm, you got a whole bunch of people up here raising money to help the people in the storm. The storm with the black people that is happening and the hurricane and the typhoon, we just don't have a lot of those people coming out and doing things that would lift it up and help it. So I say God bless you all. I love you all tonight. It was a very good show. Your hostess is an excellent hostess, and God bless all of you. Thank you so much. All right, Pastor Bob. That's Pastor Bob Rodney. Hey, this was a great show. We might have to do part two. But you guys, stay tuned, stay on the rail, and we'll be back with you next week, Tuesday. Remember the new show? Coming Saturday, 1 o'clock, and then we have United We Stand, 10 o'clock on Saturday. I'm going to go backwards real fast. Thursday night, we have Soul Vibration. We have Wednesday night, Rosalind's Corner. Tuesday night uh, is Straight Talk Live, and then on Monday nights, of course, uh, since you're blacking out, Compton Politics, 730. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us, and to all, a good night. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.